G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast with the AFL Fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars, we only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my usual uh, co-host Doss, how you going mate? Very well, thank you, Hef. And my unusual co-host, Checkers. <laughs> I'm back. Just because yeah. Case isn't here, yeah. that's all. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah, what have you been up to? Uh, haven't seen you for a few weeks. What's been happening? Yeah, uh, I don't know, usual grind, <laughs> usual stuff, watching Dossie make appearances at the Wolf Shed. And <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. It's only been the one talk. Uh, so the other, if no one actually saw it, someone posted a picture of Dossie up at the, the Wolf Shed. I heard Dossie asked you to pull it down straight away. What's the I was. A bit surprised when I saw it up there. I sent that to checkers late night on the messenger, and the yeah. next morning woke up with a few notifications on the uh, on the on the gram. Well, I saw it and I thought I dreamt it because, like, I went to go find it. and It wasn't there again, so I don't know. It came down, so I wasn't really sure what happened there. But um, anyway, checkers. Last time you were on the show, uh, you were in a footy show hat. Uh, what happened with that? Yeah, I thought I better wear it again. Um, you got picked up. We put a TikTok up that you, from the show, a clip grab, and Kane Corns actually commented on it. Saying that he liked the hat. Obviously, Kane's on the Sunday footy show. So we did a bit of a, the things that we normally do, which are a bit out of the box. And we dropped off a brand new version of the hat to Kane on his radio show. And then Kane wore it on TV. <laughs> Sweet. So, and you Absolutely got, beautiful. The rare train, you know, rare wavelengths that we sort of <laughs> play with sometimes. And so you totally dropped um, Keeper League's name on TV. To, and yeah, that's yeah. yeah, I mean, I wasn't, on, I wasn't on the TV. They wouldn't put my mug on there. But oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was a pretty good pickup as well. So, um, yeah, I heard you actually on SEN Adelaide. I think they pulled you into the studio to yeah, present it to him. So. Yeah, had to get up at 5.30 in the morning. Jeez, yeah. that'd be nice for you. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. nice no, I did enough. listen to it on the radio. It was uh, good fun. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. him wear it since then as well? No, nah, but I did Gee. get on, a picture message. I don't know how it got back to my parents when my mum said she'd seen a picture of Kane wearing the hat on his walk. Oh, nice. I know he's doing that charity run now. Have you guys seen that? No, I haven't. What's he's doing like he's running 60K a day or something? to Melbourne 12 days before the grand final wow. to land in Melbourne for the grand final. So. I think he said it was like 62K average per day. Yeah, that's 860K, yeah. something like that, 12 days. Mm. Yeah. Well, that hat will keep him nice and uh, yeah, sun safe. Sun off him, yeah. He'll put a bit of um, sweat into it and wear it in a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah that's probably right. more like yours yeah. afterwards. So, yeah, more authentic. So, <laughs> Anyways, I'll get stuck in the show in a second, but uh, the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package is now available in Australia. Um, it's time to stop, drop, and order this premium shaving kit. Uh, everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer shave to go bare down there, then you need to get your hands on the ultra smooth package. Uh, if you want to grab that, head to manscaped.com, use 20% off and get free. Sorry, use the code KEEPER20 and get 20% off and free shipping. That's at manscaped.com. I'll just repeat that again. KEEPER20 is the code for free shipping and 20% off. All right, uh, it's already late here, so we might as well get stuck into it. Let's do it. Right. All right, time for the first game of the round. Uh, Checkers, we gave you the pleasure of watching your St Kilda Saints take on the uh, Western Bulldogs. Don't know if that was the right move. Uh, yeah, well, in the really end, a pleasure was it? Yeah, it might no, have it was, it was made you a little bit depressed after Friday that. Friday night footy is always a pleasure, no matter what happens. All right, what'd you see in that game? Um, a lot of Western Bulldogs players playing good footy, but. Yeah, <laughs> and not many Saints. Or? Yeah, they only showed up in the. Was it the last? They actually yeah, came like back last, in the last quarter. But yeah, fifteen yeah. minutes or so. I think it probably a bit like the doggies took the foot off the pedal a little bit. But 
Mm. Yeah, Saints piled on a lot of late goals, sort of make it not that bad a loss. It was 28 points in the end, but I think originally we were looking at like 50, 60 points. And you three were getting smoked. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't pretty. Um, early pick up before you enter like anyone scores or anything. The I don't, You guys probably know this more than me because I don't look into all the stats and everything. But I'd always have in my head that Bulldogs give up a lot of like intercept marks, a lot of rebounds in defensive 50. And I think you could put it down. Personally, I put it down to like Aaron Norton and they're like, don't have a lot of key forwards that take big grabs. So they turn the ball over a lot mm. in the forward 50. But when we look at the marks on the weekend, I'm just going to list off the names. Callum Wilkie, 16 marks. Josh Battle, 14 marks. Mason Wood, 13 marks. Tim Membry, 12 marks. Jimmy Webster, 11. Sinclair, 11. And Cooper Sharman, 10. So that was pretty much the entire Saints defensive line and maybe even some more defensive wingers and even some bench players, all with 10-plus marks. Mm. We've got the Doggies forward line where Josh Bruce had one mark, Hugo Hagen had one mark, and Tim English, who plays mostly in the ruck, had three marks. So they really struggled to, you know, yeah. take any marks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was kind of like played, I guess, between between the arcs in that sense, like – when they got when they got their goals, it was kind of just like that fast ball movement and Which not really skipping towards the forwards. Doggies being yeah. a team with like lots of midfielders in them, or even they got midfielders playing off half back, half forward, mm. forward pocket. Team full of midfielders, yeah. It was that a lot of that fast break goal it was no real like natural old school football where they sort of hit hit yeah. up the key forward. And all the Saints guys getting those marks was because they couldn't get it past like halfway. Yeah, they were just chipping, chipping around, around yeah. the whole yeah. game, like trying yeah, to figure yeah. a way it to was, get through the zone. Like. It was like a Wilkie. I was watching him pretty closely because he was getting a lot of intercepts, but he's also just getting a lot of chip around as well. So, yeah. yeah. And like doggies were destroying them. So the ball was in that defensive 50 or so, you know, doggies forward 50 for most of the game. Um, but as a result, all those marks, like the scores are like massively inflated this week. So it's like, you can't really look too much into it. It's pretty hard to like analyze all these Saints defenders scoring yeah. like 80s, 90s, and tons when you mostly because they <laughs> had exactly. a one, one rare off game against the doggies. It probably won't happen every week. You we won't see. So you're not saying yeah, Wilkie's not going to be a top week. six defender. I'm not expecting it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's average coming to the game was like 6.7 marks. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Almost tripled that. <laughs> yeah. I had him on the bench for a reason, but I happily looped told him on, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, that's very what handy. had the Aeon. Yeah, I oh, know. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, in, in a key play team. Yeah. Juicy. Yeah, yeah. So a couple defense defenders like Josh Battle with 104. Um, he could be one to watch though because Paddy Ryder did go down in the last quarter and probably missed a couple of weeks. And we saw Josh Battle play some ruck minutes last time when yeah. the Saints struggled with the ruck. So do they put Battle in the ruck next week? We didn't see it in that last quarter. I think Rowan Marshall just slayed the last quarter. He was everywhere. He had 44-point last quarter and took all the centre bounces. So, um, But if they decide to use battles like a backup ruck, he could be pretty keeper relevant if he's still anyone's waiver still. He's done back-to-back tons, but that's playing down back. So, Well, I am the battle truther here. I have been a big fan of the Josh battle. and He's even played well, yeah, just the last, like you said, couple of weeks, maybe due to that fact that they've had to go back to that chipping game style at the moment just to retain possession. It might actually hurt his going in the ruck. Mm. It might. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's just know. one to flag. Like he will go on the ruck, and then we know most most of the time those sort of players who go on the ruck get some decent scores. Yeah, um, yeah. Wilkie scored 123. Like we said, Mason Wood had 106. So he played on the wing, but that was probably a result of that chip thing as well because he had 13 uncontested marks in that wing. So it was just a lot of like chip back and forth, and he was running up and down the wings. So. Um, Tim Membry, we I think we mentioned him last time I was on the pod and you probably brought him up a heap of times this year, but he's just consistently just pumping out 70s and 80s and he had 85 on the weekend. They keep moving him behind the ball, don't they? Yeah, they do at times. They yeah. put him up forward at times and he's yeah, a bit of a swingman. He reminds me of like um, 
Michael Hurley in his early days. It's just a, yeah, they keep because they're if they're losing, he goes straight. He into goes that straight extra, back. Or if extra they're, they're up and they need to just to save save the game late, he's yeah. an easy set of hands down back. Um, yeah, there was, most of the players that should have scored well scored well. So like Sinclair and Bondapelli turned it on. Um, McRae turned up, Trelaw turned up, but they're all not really keeper league relevant. So the one that I put in my notes from Doggies was Riley West had a sixty four. But it's not so much his scoring, it's just that he's played, I think it's like eight games in a row now, which yeah. we haven't really seen from Riley West in his whole career. He's been in and yep. out of the side. He has torn up the VFL whenever he's played VFL, massive scores. I think it's probably been mentioned by a lot of fantasy podcasts and everything. But yeah, he had 112 in round 15, but his scores have been in the 60 margin. But just keep an eye on him if you maybe got like a keeper league for next year. He's broken into the best 22, or he might have got a role and, you know, yeah. could develop. Interesting. Last week he had five CBAs. This week he didn't get any, but like you said, he's still in the best 22. So. It's just good to see him in the side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we so know. The thing is, like, we've been hinted that he might actually go into the midfield at some stage, though, as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Not well, sure if I'd back and back that in too hard, but we've the seen other him go in there. One to watch is, like, so Bulldogs are just on the fringe of probably making finals here, but they do have uh, Melbourne, Geelong, and Frio in the next three. Mm. So, just. Being a bit of predict- predictions ahead of time here, but imagine they lose those next three and knock themselves out of finals. Do we see Riley West in your keeper league finals or in your yeah, head back into the fantasy they season? Try a few things. Get thrown in the midfield, and we know when he gets in the midfield, he's pretty dangerous scoring wise. So, yeah, just one to keep on the back of your mind. No. And you're probably on a lot of waivers right now. Uh, Josh Bruce played his first game back as well, and he had three touches, yeah. 22 <laughs> points. But Probably be expected. Yeah, yeah, keep an eye on that one warming up, I think. Like we said, it was a tough game for those key forwards of all, all of them, so yeah. he could be one to bounce back. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I had written down for that game. Cool. Um, I was watching it in the Ramsgate Beer Garden, so <laughs> <laughs> trying to one eye on the um, analyzing the game and one eye on whether I needed to step up on the DJ desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, well, you're on a roll anyway, mate, so we might go straight into Adelaide versus uh, Collingwood with you. Just keep Yeah, perfect. Around. I watch this one at work, so yep. <laughs> on the quick back. You're a multitasker, mate, yeah. so good to see. <laughs> it's pretty handy getting paid to watch footy, so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was good game to watch Jesus scoring was tight well they win by the end Collingwood five points yeah close um, game had to leave with about six minutes to go on the game because I had to go to footy <laughs> yep, yep. but had it on the radio so I'd miss, miss that finish but it's getting pretty tense uh, again not keeper league relevant but geez Pendlebury in his 350th scored 130 wound back the clock a bit he looked pretty good kicked a goal kind of is keeper league in terms of like the end of this season you you know, you you've seen these signs. Yeah. Like yeah. you just like you got. Do you keep him? And like, he's the type of player that, like, yeah. If you're trading as well, you want to be getting rid of him. If he's, mm. I don't know, is he going on next year? I yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not 100 yeah. sure if he will. I know so his like, body is pretty like. If it's your trade, sore. if your trade mm. window's closing, most of them probably closed already. But like, he's one you're probably, and you're not in contention. Surely he goes on. Off. Yeah, Pies are like on the up. Like they're in the eight. They're in the eight right yeah. now. Like looking at. A, you know, well, even if that's the case, like if you're a contender now, he's one you moment. probably want to be targeting just in case he does go again. Then you've got yeah. another good one there too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But anyway, Roy Laird broke the record for tackles at 20 tackles, which is pretty good to watch. He's a nuts. He's a freak. He's carrying a lot of soreness and injuries and wearing all this strapping and training and getting knocks every week, but still comes out 20 tackles, whacks out massive scores. Did you have the uh, captaincy on him in classic? Ah, obviously, yeah, I've been. I've had him captain the last few weeks. I've backed it in. I've had him probably. Like 
three three of the last four weeks captain. Yeah. Oh. But just seeing all these bandages on his fingers and stuff, I'm like, he's so Where's due he? for a game where he gets subbed out or something. <laughs> like, you take your three captains, like, I'm going to take that and yeah. take it to the bank and I'll just cash out now. Like, no, I not even wanna, the VC, mate. Yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, I had the VC on McRae, so I'd already spent uh, it. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. There you go. Um, Nick Dacos was a freak as well. His buddy, three Brownlow votes there and- Where's, where's he see it? Startup keepers next year. Where's he going? Clive, oh, you have to be top five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, that's what I was saying at the start of this year. He was like the biggest bargain in Keeper League startup you- or, or just like, because obviously <sighs> redraft, he was gone one. Depends. Like, I yeah. mean, startup drafts. I think a lot of people miss the boat. Like in my yeah. league, I think he went like, be three on or something. You're never going to get him that cheap. No, but that, that, you're not winning this year though if you're doing that. That's the thing. <sighs> Like, well, I mean, I don't know. he's I'm, a defensive, I'm, I'm, defensive status. Know, speak to you, speak yeah, for probably yourself. carry his defensive status into next year as yeah. well. So, like, mm. a, he's already averaging that ninety bracket. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, if you're taking him like early, like five, you know, first, second, third round type thing, mm. yeah, you're not winning the flag this year if you're doing that. But yeah, anyway, yeah, uh, I'll kick it off with the one who probably a lot of classic teams are trading this week, but Josh Carmichael. So he had 111 on the weekend. This is his second game. Mm-hmm. I think he had what, a 50 odd last week. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's like such a yin and yang game here. Like, it's so much good and so much bad. But, like, okay. so he had 24 disposals, 24 kicks, zero handballs. That's so nuts. you're like, that's great. <laughs> that's <laughs> fantasy wise, you're like, fantastic. <laughs> that's this guy want. is kicked a handball. That's good. unreal. But he went at 25% efficiency. Ooh. Yeah. So, okay. I didn't see too many that actually hit the target. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, I think that was just the handball. Oh, no, there so wasn't I, handball, I actually didn't yeah. see this game at all, basically. He was like, throwing them yeah. on the boot. It was great. He, was, um, he had six clearances around the ground. He didn't go in the center too much, but he was using a lot on that half-forward flank a lot. Okay. And he was actually pretty good in the contest. He's a big boy. He's 190 centimeters. He Ooh. looks pretty well built because yeah, right, he's okay. mature age. Mid-season pickup. So, yeah, 25% efficiency. I mean, could also be partly down to the fact he's had 25 kicks. Like, not often do you see a midfielder have 25 yeah, kicks. Yeah, it's probably a bit sore. Yeah, most <laughs> most people have 25 kicks are like a halfback flanker who's sort of, you know, doing that chip game and they've yeah, got yeah. easy targets. True. But as a clearance player, he's probably, you know, just under, like slapping on the boot. under a lot of yeah. pressure and you're just throwing it out. So, you know, I'll give him a bit of a pass on that one and we'll see what happens next week. But, I, was, uh, I was just keen to see. I just wanted to check his super coach. And fi- it was 111 DT 56 super coach yeah. with 10 clangers. <laughs> yeah, <Jeez>. 10 clangers. <laughs> um, he had the eight CBAs, six clearances that were outside of the CBA. So six like clearances on that half forward flank. Um, but only played 61% time on ground. So he notched up a ton. Yeah. Had 60%. 24 kicks. He only played just over half time on ground. He was he looked good in the contest. He like looked big bodied. Looked like he fit the bill. He, he I honestly reckon he'll play the rest of the year out. Yeah, cool for Collingwood, and especially when they're up and about in the one eight in a row finals. Yeah. You know, contention. Literally, McRae when they drafted him was like, in a couple of weeks we'll get him in for the rest of the year. <laughs> Basically said that when he was like the moment he was in the side. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And Carmichael's been slaying Sanford. He's massive numbers there. So his ped- fantasy pedigree. Um, Ash Johnson was another first gamer and I he only scored the 58 but I liked he almost kicked the first goal of the game and I think I can't remember if he gave away a free kick or he kicked out in the fullbacks and something, something bad happened but he was like he was in the contest and it was very exciting and then I was like geez because I've known him for around the traps playing Ooh, junior footy inside and goss. he's played for Sturt and I used to work in the Sandford and stuff like that so I've like followed his story a little bit Yeah, but he was like first goal of the day almost kicked the first goal of the game and then I was like, oh, damn, that would be an exciting first goal, first game. Ball comes back down. He's in the contest again. He almost takes a screamer. I think he spilled the beans in the, in the goal square. I was like, Jesus, so kid con- is on fire. So constantly involved yeah, in the play, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I think he ended up kicking a goal 
one goal, one behind in that first quarter. Ended up with two goals for the game. But he's 190 centimetres as, as well, big body, 22 years old. So they've got these two kids in their team that are basically built like fifth or sixth year players. Yeah, right. um, and yeah, 58 points, I'd keep an eye on it because I feel like he could come out and kick a bag. He's very exciting, takes big grabs and yeah, nice. very strong. So I mean, you wouldn't bring him into a keeper league this week, but everyone's going to be on that Carmichael train and just, just watch out. I think Ash Johnson could easily come out oh, and right. kick a small bag. He's, That's cheeky. Yeah. That's the kind of player we're after. Oh, we have. Yeah. He would right. go under the radar that. at Collingwood <laughs> this week. I think everyone's just gone Carmichael up in lights because okay. of the big score. But um, Trent Bianco. Yeah, this is this one interests me because he, he's listed as a forward. Where was he listed playing? as a forward. He's played in the back lines. I've seen him play in the back lines before, but he played on the wing. And he was sort of like a halfback flank wing, but he had 20 touches, 81 fantasy points. And he's he's one with uh, junior fantasy pedigree as well. Yeah. He's had a lot of good scores through his draft year and we sort of haven't seen his best at Collingwood. He's been the sub a few times this year. I think he's had like an 11 and a 17 or something in his scores. It wasn't pretty um, because he's been subbed. So when you're looking along that free agent wave, like you might have a few nuffs in your team that just look at, you know, yeah, the average sure. scores. They're not going to scroll all the way down to the guys averaging the twenties or thirties because yeah. yeah, he's had sub-affected games. So. Might have to check my uh, my waiver wire on that yeah, one. There could sneak under a few. Oh few wait, but you're in my fucking yeah. league. <laughs> he was a good ju- good junior fantasy score as well. Yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, yeah. He was like, consistently pumping out tons, but he yeah. was also playing the midfield there. And that's there the was knock on his height. I think he's only like 170 yeah. odd centimeters. Well, that's why it's just interesting seeing him playing on a wing. Like he can score well from there, though. I reckon, yeah, so. th- th- yeah, it's a role that would suit him. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another one to watch for Collingwood. They'd have a few exciting kids and they're playing good footy, so it's like yeah. it's handy to have. Um, Jake Saligo scored a 74. It's nothing crazy to write home about, but if you have a keeper league, maybe your season's you're not looking at finals or something. He's an exciting player for next year. He's one they'll move inside eventually as well. Yeah, he's, so. he's spoken. I think he was actually on SEN straight after us yeah. when we were with Kane Corns and I listened to his interview and he said, yeah, I've been training um, – Inside recently, but at the start of the season, I was training outside. Yeah, Crows, you know, sort of shifted me around a bit and said, We want you to play inside in the future. So, was this just on the because I, like I said, I literally missed this game. Get this was in Adelaide. Was this that day where it was like gross weather? Because it, it was yeah. dry, well, just dry at the start of the game and it got really, really wet towards the end of the game. Okay. So, because I'm just like looking at the tackles. Obviously, Laird broke the record, then it was 17 for Berry. Berry, yeah, everyone was saying Berry was going to break it like in the second quarter yeah. or something like that. Yeah. There's like Pendles 12, Lipinski 13, 12 for May. 10 for crisps like this. Yeah. that's so a shitload Sam, of Sam Berry I think he had the most CBAs on the ground he was in the centre all day mm. so it was like Laird and Sam Berry playing in the centre and they were both just tackling machines and they're both like almost a little bit similar in that like mould of how they go out their footy yeah I noticed Harry Schoenberg boosted his CBAs numbers this week as well but didn't really score anything no nah. like, didn't not his kind of low tog as well 62% yeah, yeah. classic Schoenberg yeah <laughs> Anyways, any more on yeah, uh, well, that? Yeah, Sam, Sam Barry, seen all the CBAs. I mean, he's probably already been picked up because he's got that forward status. So I don't think you'd, you'd be pretty lucky to find him in any leagues. Yeah, I think we've even 2G4P'd him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. He, he's, had a, he's had a fairly good season. So. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty good to see a young kid having the most CBAs on ground. and um, Pretty much all I wrote. Oh, Whoa. Riley Thilthorpe. Yeah, yeah that's just, a big he, one. Yeah. Uh, he, so he got injured. He only had 54 oh, did he? on ground. Yeah, because yeah, I just saw the toll. I was like, whoa, he had went massive in I didn't see the game. injury because I was actually pouring yeah. beers, but I heard all the people <laughs> in the bar go, oh, no, Thilthorpe. Uh. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, I, I should probably look it up before I go on here. But oh, that's, uh, that sucks. I actually had him in the Wavewire podcast because I wasn't really sure. I just saw he scored well. It might only be one week. Yeah, I, mean, cool, I haven't cool. looked it up. I just know he went off, and yeah. that's why he's got low time on ground. But he's scored 96 and had like 17 touches. 
touches from 50% yeah. time on ground. So I will, we'll have to look up the injury before yeah. we can. Well, there's talk a week is going to move into the ruck a lot more for the remainder of the season. So, yeah, and he's a player that um, I think, like, his, his best positions in the ruck, obviously, with O'Brien oh, in there. He's anyone's best positions in the ruck. You know, yeah. No one scores a full forward. Yeah, true. So. so, yeah, but he's just got the athletic prowess to actually do it. You know, and score well. So he's probably going to be one of the next big things if he can get a consistent ruck roll and not get injured. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, cool. We good to move on. Yeah, let's go. All right. Uh, while Checkers was watching that game, I was watching the GWS versus Brisbane game. Don't have a lot to write home about in this game. Um, there's two tip of the caps for GWS. First one was Sam Taylor. He played an awesome game and just took a heap of marks in defence. Um, had six tackles too. Ended up with 90 points. Um, just the key defensive role that isn't kind of conducive to fantasy scoring. Same for Lockie Keefe, who's the actual um, the other tip of the cap. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, 73 points. Um, just a lot of chipping around defence for him, and then went into the ruck and had 10 hitouts as well as the backup there. So seven marks around the around the ground with that kind of chipping play going on as well. So yeah, Lockie Keefe um, definitely wouldn't be one I'd consider picking up in any format. Dos, I know you've got him in your classic. Team. Got him in classic. <laughs> <laughs> And he had it out of uh, <laughs> well, It was, it was after he popped the 80. Story oh, for another time. Yeah, grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that after the show. Um, but onto the Lions. Um, Kadeen Coleman, like, I can't remember if we 2G4P'd him already, but he's there now. So no Rich helps him, but I think he's still a gun regardless. So he just racks him up across halfback. So I don't want to spend too much time talking about him. Now, Cam Rayner, he's an interesting one. So he had 98 points. Um, and he kicked three goals to get there, really. And he probably should have kicked five goals, really. He missed a couple as well. Um, and just, like, you know, missed, like, the target completely and a couple of them would drop short, that sort of thing. Um, only four CBAs this week, though. So that's actually down, like, 50%. I think he had eight last week. So he dropped mm, them down, okay. which is, yeah, kind of interesting that he scored better, but it was just getting on the end of the goal. So I don't know. With I think Jared Berry was still out. It's... Um, Interesting that, yeah, that uh, he didn't boost his numbers during this period with all those midfielders out. Um, so it's just interesting to see his role going forward. Doesn't fill me with a heap of confidence, but it was nice to see him put up a good score anyway. But yeah, for me, he's still a player I'm playing on my bench and loopholing on when he does things like this. So that's where he's at at the moment, I think, just with that role. No, like I've told you a few weeks ago, I'm all in for next year, I think, personally. I, so. I'm, I, I I'm, think yeah, he's going to do the breakout. I think I'm still going to hold him, but I'm a bit concerned, that's all. First year back after an ACL. Yeah, Give yeah. him a year, next year. Um, Reese Matheson, beast mode, 95 points. Yeah. The barometer. Well, yeah, he called himself the barometer <laughs> after, um, I think the last game he played last season, then didn't play a game again up until now. So it's a yeah, funny type of barometer. But uh, look, he was good. Like Game high, like 17 contested possessions, 23 touches for the game. So he just sticks his head over the thing. Had six tackles as well. I think Barry was still out too. So gave Lions just something a little bit different. Um in the midfield, I think. I'm just not sure how he holds long-term. There's the, there's those rumours floating around him that he might be on the trade table. He might not even be on the trade table, yeah, just, just a listed d- table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it doesn't I, I saw yeah. a few rumours that North Melbourne were interested. And look, if he's person 90s, we know he can play for footy. We know he's yeah. got fantasy potential. And it's just like, could be worth holding on to just to see if he goes somewhere else. Well, the thing is, like, you, you just probably can't drop him. Oh, he, you probably can drop him after that performance. But, God, like, in my head, I'm thinking well. like Jared Lyons at Gold Coast a couple of years ago, moving mm, to Brisbane, yeah, becoming yeah. a superstar. It wouldn't take much for Matheson to move somewhere and yeah. like if he goes somewhere like West Coast or something, then it's like, yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought he Big might time. actually just get a you know a run of two or three games on the back of this to even boost that trade value yeah. as well. So that's just one 17 contested possessions, 10 yeah. clearances is huge. Yeah. Uh, Damix Day had 88 points, two goals. There's a lot of talk of him moving on next year and how it's going to be good for him, but do you think that's actually going to be the case? Does he score better because he has he put Danaher taking heat off him? Like, what's the go? What do you th- what do you think, either of you? Do you think he scores better at another club where he's the number one forward? Or do you think he scores better at Brisbane because he's getting pressure taken off of him? 
Well, I'd, I'd probably say the latter, but who knows until yeah, it happens. Yeah, like, it depends, you, you never know until, you know, I don't know, like a, a big Peter Wright suddenly emerges out yeah, of nowhere. <laughs> like, you know, who knows? He's but been he, pretty he's, handy, like- Because he's not last- a massive- ma- Like, he's huge, obviously, for a, a regular person, but in terms of an AFL key forward, he's not, like, up on the upper end, right? I don't know his height off the top of my head. Yeah, but, I would have um, thought he's kind yeah, of a bit look, lower than those like top it. key forwards. So he looks- 195. Looks yeah, so if he's not the, like- if he's still the second option, I think he's yeah, going to be really nice. Is, he's been rumoured like with Collingwood, and is he the key forward at yeah. Collingwood? Is he number one? Because I yeah. still think Majacek, Darcy Cameron, and you know, this is—is he going to be a number one forward where he goes? Because yeah, that's true. Playing second fiddle elsewhere. But. Yeah, there's a lot of other forwards out there, but yeah, other clubs he could go to. Yeah, just my thoughts. If yeah, if he does end up somewhere where he is the number one, yeah, he might just not score as well. That's all. Um, Darcy Fort was the last one. McInerney out, so he was the number one ruck. Um, not sure he holds, but scored 87 points. Um, He'd be a good player if he was number one ruck somewhere. Um, but, yeah, just not, probably going to get it in his career I've had him somehow. on my um, bench for a lot of the year in our keeper league. But, yeah, his scores are very up and down depending yeah. how much time he gets in the middle. Or- yeah, exactly. Yeah, if he was to get that number one role, I'd have full faith. But he's yeah. just not going to get it. So it's kind of a moot point. Uh, that's it for me. Let's move on to the great game that was North Melbourne versus Richmond with uh, Checkers again. Yeah, <laughs> pumping them all out early. <laughs> oh, um, this was a good game. I was yeah. like, I thought you were joking. No, this, I was is like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. The, um, the last few minutes were crazy. I... Had to rewatch most of the game because I was at footy again. Obviously, Saturday working at footy, but got home with about 10 minutes to go on this game. And my housemates, unknown why, had staked a lot of money on North Melbourne. Oh, <laughs> so the, awesome. It was electric in my household <laughs> with 10 minutes to go on this game. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, yeah, there's some scenes to be had. I was I really needed to have a shower, but I couldn't leave the lounge room watching these three blokes go through the roller coaster that was. That would have made it even yeah. more epic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam Zerhar kicked six goals. He didn't have a massive fantasy score, but he's he's like when he's on, he's almost. I'm gonna say, it, but I'll probably get roasted for it. But he's like almost like Dugowie Dustin Martin standard when he's like on. He's had a few games where he's done this sort of thing and taken some massive grabs and kicked a bag. And you go, wow, if this guy could probably didn't play at North and this guy did this consistently, it'd be like hey, 800 grand to a million dollar a year player. But yeah, it, was, it pops up one, one yeah, or two know. times a year. I don't know, I don't know if you get roasted. It. It's hard to say what he'd do in a good side because he's never had the chance to be in yeah. like a top yeah. a top sort of end side. I think, um, we're talking about Zerhart, right? Yeah, he pops up and does it every year. Um, you know? the, 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 the former that you mentioned, the two, um, Dusty and um, uh to goey it's like they get a fair bit of midfield time I just don't know how his tank would, like he, he's played midfield a few times as well and the tank doesn't really hold up yeah. I think that's probably the difference but when he kind of plays that beast kind of forward role and actually gets on top of a side he's just so powerful he's got that powerful. game breaker sort of yeah. a- attitude about him where when the yeah. going gets tough he's like yeah, yeah. I'm going to win the game off my own boot and like, just wants he's in everything two or three years ago me and Kaze and I were just like we want to see this guy through the midfield because we reckon he's got what it takes to be one of those kind of players but we've seen him kind of go through the midfield a couple of times and he kind of just doesn't quite have it but he's still young so who knows uh, really the commentators ride him so hard when he's up and about they know yeah. he's like in that same yeah. mold of like a dusty to go when yeah when it's a good game and it's tight they're always like Zohar's the man that everyone's looking to so yeah um nick like went goalless <laughs> so he would have had robbie tarrant on him and yeah look it's rather in the spectrum so he had Zohar kick six and Larky kick I th- zero i think Larky did get injured though he did get injured yeah, yeah. but he was goalless for the first, yeah, know, first half so yeah, okay. it's like <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I got a few players I wrote down, but really, again, North players, um, nah. nothing too attractive there. And Richmond nah. players, I had a few players out, so like no Dusty at the moment, and yeah. a few kids playing. But Jed Anderson, um, oh, yuck. So he might actually get dropped onto a few waivers this week. I'm assuming, but just because of people, he scored a 59 and he's a bit of a roller coach. He might have burnt a few coaches on the weekend. Yeah, it was 143 so, last week. Yeah, yeah. So so left. I don't know. Angry. There's some nuffies in some of my leagues. I just would. <laughs> yeah, 59. You're Fair out. Enough. Yeah. Out of anger. <laughs> so he still had 22 touches. Um, he just really didn't have any tackles or like marks that we're sort of used to from Jed Anderson. He played in the ball all day, had all the CBAs, everything was still there, but it just wasn't a high scoring day for him. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I did have a look at the waiver. Um, I had a look at the CBA numbers this week, just doing the article. He did have a bit of a dip in the CBA. So I think it was about 15, 20% less than last week. And the time on ground dropped as well, like another 10% there. Yeah, he played like 70% yeah. time on ground. So it's like, yeah, 60, I think it was like 68, it even got yeah. down that low. So it's like, I said this last week on the pod, like when he gets 80% time on ground, he's go time. But if yeah. he doesn't really get that, it feels like he just can't get into the game. Which we'll probably see next week. Yeah. Like he's a roller coaster and you've yeah. got to know he's a roller coaster. But with roller coaster players, sometimes they get dropped on that wave. And yeah. if, have a, if he has a bad game next week, you watch him get dropped and then someone picking up for finals and he racks up 140, 140. And it's also yeah. kind of like new coach now as well. Like what's his what's his, yeah. like his bag going to be? So I know it's I'm, a, I'm an owner like and I love the bloke, but I'm really concerned about him to be yeah. honest. Especially coming into finals, he's one of my like, best forwards. He's still had a lot of the footy, so I don't think he's like overly concerning. Like yeah. he wasn't playing a tagging role. He wasn't up forward too much or anything. Like it was yeah. still like fairly consistent game. The one I was kind of noticed that Tom Powell had a bit of a bump in the CBAs as well. So I don't yeah, think he's it might be the super case well, of playing but, the yeah. kids or yeah. new coach. Sort of you want to put the kids in and then excite the fans a little bit, but yeah. Um, Jaden Stevenson. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he's been knocked so hard, and I mean, he's probably deserving, but he's been knocked in the media a lot. And usually, we either see these players bounce back. Um, he's been knocked about his kicking efficiency and his pressure and sort of like his work rate. So he only had nine pressure acts. I don't know what they are. The AFL count them, but you know, he didn't. He didn't. You know, he's not. He's not ever going to be a pressure player. I don't see him as one of them. He's an outside sort of like. I don't know what the word you'd use, but he just... Well, what was his role in this game? A seagull, <laughs> yeah. That's, what was his role? Was he down back again? Yeah, he was down back yeah, off yeah. the halfback flank. Yeah, yeah. So he was just he had uh, 21 kicks and two handballs. So he's just a lot Look, of cheap yeah. kicks off the halfback flank, a lot of that cross-chipping with... Like, I've, actually, I've actually got all the stats Scott. here for you, mate. I feel like Dossie really wants to talk. Yeah, I've got all the stats. I've got all the stats you need right here, right? 23 disposals, as you said, 21 kicks, 87% disposal efficiency. The one snag, 12 rebound 50s, 835 metres gained, and one big fat giant egg on Ross Lyon's face. <laughs> awesome. Uncompetitive. <laughs> Uncompetitive. <laughs> I think he just won them the game right there. <laughs> GG. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the other thing is, that, like I said before, with, uh, it's Bulldogs giving up a lot of like rebound. Is oh, I noticed Richmond are a bit of a rebound team as well. So, like, halfback flankers and... Defenders usually score well against Richmond, and that might be a case of Tom Lynch and Jack Rewalt being a bit one-dimensional. And there's a lot of like cross kicking across the ground to try break zones with Richmond. I don't know, but I mean, you guys, I've, I know there's sheets out there, and you can look this stuff up. But this is what I have in my head. I don't really go too in depth to it, but yeah, I always look at. Uh, Defenders playing Richmond and usually will like maybe chuck a VC loophole on them or something. Yeah, it's so. been a thing in the past. It's not as much of a thing, I don't think, but this year, but it is. Yeah, it still it still pops up every once in a while. Tom Lynch missed, so yeah, I mean, Richmond's forward line would have been a little bit less strong, would have been a lot more marks to be had. And yeah, I don't know. He had the 87% efficiency, so that's just good signs to see and probably gets the media off his back a little bit, but you'd want to see him back it up. <laughs> 
I think in a keeper though, he's becoming more relevant now to be a keeper. Like again, which he was, he was, you know, nearly off the radar, and now you're looking at a positional change, which is massively fantasy relevant for him. And if he's getting it under this new coach as well, it's kind of showing that they're trying to just use his assets. So for me, he's jumped up my you know capability. So awesome signs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bailey Scott had. I mean, he's probably too good as well. I think he's already in a lot of teams. I don't think he's, I don't think he's actually gone the too good for the podcast yet, though, because he hasn't put like the four eighty pluses in a row type yeah, thing that we generally need. Yeah, it's very up and down. Like, he'll, have, he'll have like two and then go down and, and then, then another. Go back yeah. up to two more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. We had 88, 26 on the wing disposals. Yeah, wing and halfback. Okay. Yeah, and so there was like a lot of that chipping. So like Luke McDonald, Jaden Stevenson, and Bailey Scott linking up for a lot of that chip marks. Yeah. This last week I noticed um, Lockie Young. Is it Lockie or Lewis Young? Lockie Young. <laughs> Place One of the, the young, North. the North Melbourne young. Yeah, yeah see, so I feel like I feel like Bailey Scott was spending a lot more time on the wing than he was prior earlier on. With Hall going out, Young seemed to kind of pick up a lot of those cheap kicks around, you know, chip mark chip that kind of you know plays around the back line. And I think he did it again this week as well. I think he got eighty or eighty five again or something like that. So he's put up like I think in the last month or six weeks or something like that, he's put up quite a few eighty plus scores. So he might just be a sneaky grab off the waiver wire just to kind of have on your bench. If he does kind of and then pop on, I think we said before, on. like new coach, play the kids. Like, yeah. So it's another one like Bailey Scott's obviously going to be like a key pillar of the future yeah, in North Melbourne, and he might get it. You know, more yeah. increased role and more focus on him. I just so. hope he doesn't play too much wing time, Bailey Scott. That is to lose back status next year. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's be a bit hard to keep as a midfielder. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. Um, other than that, just a couple young kids at Richmond, so like Noah Cumberland, kicked three goals, four in his second game. Yeah, uh, I think he posted what fifty odd last week, eighty nine this week. Again, Tom Lynch is out of the side, so it's, like, it's hard to look at. I think he kicked time. another few goals last week, though. Like I think he's kicked yeah, six he kicked, goals in. Kicked a couple goals yeah, last week, so. and he was like pretty highly traded in 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 yeah. classic teams this week. Yeah, so Low but breaker, I don't know about keepers. I think. Yeah, no, he needs yeah. so like yeah, to kick two year. goals, three last week, and three goals four this week. Yeah, yeah. goal dependent, so I'd, yeah, not one I'm really going after. Um, and then Tyler Sonzi, is that how you say it? Yeah, Sonzi. Sonzi. Sonzi had yep. 13 CBAs. Um, I think he only scored. Uh, didn't actually write his score down. 57. 57. He, went, he was going ham early. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. anything to write home about really. I think he had a good kick to handle ratio, but just any young Richmond mid, you'd probably keep a close eye on in the back of your mind for next year because what happens if they do trade Dusty, Trent Cotchin retires. Yeah. You know, there, there could be some slots opened up. We've got a few on the radar. I'm trying to think of the guy, the high draft pick they had. He's not playing at the moment, but the tall winger that used to be in the side. Oh. Thompson Dow, no? No, the other one. <laughs> He's got two winger. mums. <laughs> tall winger. Oh, Collier, not Collier, Collier Dawkins. Dawkins. Yeah, Collier so there's Thompson Dow, Dawkins, Sonzi. There's a few midfielders that probably on the radar for next year. But yeah. You'd say Dow's number one. Ross right, and yeah. Dow. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. can keep him on the back of your yeah. mind. You don't really have to focus They'll on They'll probably bring in Paddy next year and have the do Dows and go away. Yeah, there you go. But I'm sure we'll read a million articles about field, him in the off-season, all these young Richmond mids. <laughs> um, the other just thing to note was Tigers kicked 11 goals, 22. So that might have also contributed <laughs> to why we saw Jaden Stevenson, Luke McDonald, yeah. Bailey Scott, Lockie Young, Lockie Young, Lil Sung, yeah. yeah. Um, Which I racking up all these kicks and rebound because the ball was obviously getting kicked in a lot out of yeah. <laughs> Of defense 11 goals 22 is sickening. <laughs> just yes. got the dubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, is that it from that game? Yeah. All right. We'll move on to uh, Kelton versus Geelong. Dossie, we haven't given you a game yet, have we? No, you yeah. made me wait till uh, yeah. Saturday night. Saturday night. Sorry, mate. Uh, we'll get to you quickly. Um, I just want to just kind of just get around my boy, Zach Fisher. 101 points yeah. this week. I think awesome. he had 85 last week. 
He's splitting his time between midfield. Uh, oh, sorry, on the wing and the forward uh, in the forward line at the moment. But when he's on that wing, he just works so hard to find holes and get into space. And you know, he gets to points where they just have to give it to him. Like he's the only man kind of running past for the hands, or like he's in a hole that, like you know, especially in this game where Carlton kind of struggled to move it forward too much, he was kind of waiting in the spot to kind of be the next yeah. one over so they can keep it moving, stuff like that. He's averaging eighty-seven from his last three and eighty-four point two from his last five. So he is a perfectly viable F three right now. So that's two G for P though right now. Uh, it, it is, but he hasn't had done it in a row, so he's gone like 80, 100, oh, 40 yeah. type thing. You're the worst. Well, I'm happy just not to talk about him. You can you can also just kind of go, Zach Fisher, good again, wait and see type thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, at the moment, the last two games, he's been awesome. He has been. Yeah. Um, Tom DeConing, uh 88 points. That was his best score of the year, up against like two kind of, mm. you know, rucks as well. Who's been flagging? Up against his brother for the first time as well. Yeah, yes, that's, that's true. true. Just oozes so much potential. We've talked about him heaps. Just get on board for next year. Probably won't get 2G4P status this year, but yeah, just get on board for next week. Next yeah. year, he's going to be big. Breakout season coming. Uh, Will Hayes had 74 points, so first game for the mid-season draftee. Um, started forward, but spent some time on the wing. Kays was very keen on him when he first came uh, into the team a few weeks ago when he was drafted. Um, basically, it's just pooed on all the uh, Carlton wings and said uh, Will Hayes is going to be the best one out of a lot of them. So I'll have to wait and see what happens there. He, but he did have some mon- – he was just monstering the VFL. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He also got two weeks suspension. Oh, did he too? Did he? Yeah. yeah. So I think I – was, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw oh, that. that. No. Nah. Yeah, so he's got cop two weeks, um, which probably rules him out for the rest of the year. Don't worry about him then. You don't even know if um, – I mean, in my head, I was like, oh, man, Sam Durden missed out. He had one game back on that, you know, back yeah, in the yeah, yeah. side, did his knee. And I was well, like, I kind of, what, what did he do? I can't remember the incident. It was like a oh, – it wasn't even on to camera. He just ran to the bench with like a couple minutes to go and people thought it might have been like a strategic sub. Oh. But uh, he'd hurt his knee, his four-week injury and everyone's like, Oh, is that what it is? Sorry. Sam yeah. Durden gets yeah, back okay. in the AFL. There goes his chance. And now I'm like, Will Hayes gets another chance. Yeah. Do we see him get another mm. contract on the back of one good game? Like. Yeah, no, I completely yeah. missed that at the end. Yeah, so that's rough. Um, but yeah, like he was, his list is a forward, so yeah, might be handy there. Um, before you move on to Geelong, is it worth bringing up a certain um, thing? Or are you going to do that later? No, I haven't brought up anything. What are you doing? The Carlton VFL side uh, that Will Hayes comes from. Does it necessarily with Patrick? Yeah, or is it the trudge thing? It is the trudge. Actually, I actually haven't brought. No, I was I, had, I was meant to have an intro, and I've got to put it in. Yeah, there. you forgot yeah, to say. So I'll, I'll send it. So obviously, there's been some dominant players yeah, in yes. the VFL in Carlton's <laughs> team. None other than the trudge has been the most dominant. Now there's been some breaking news here from the weekend, and we unfortunately there's no trudge watch this week because the great man didn't play. But we'll have to find out potentially from the man himself why I didn't get that uh, that gig this week. Well, yeah, I was sitting on the couch on, I think it was Friday night and I've always had my Apple watch on. I don't like to have my phone on me when mm. I'm watching my footy, but I just got a notification from Instagram. Yep. Joel Trudgeon is now following you <laughs> on Instagram. So <laughs> The greatest news of all time. Now, we, well, I haven't followed him or anything like that. So no. it's just like- Did he follow back? Obviously, obviously yeah. followed back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> not an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like he's, he's obviously, someone's obviously told him about, hey, hey Trudge, yep. this is happening on a podcast- They've got a theme song about you now. They talk about you every week. He's probably gone through and listened to it and gone, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, just for the great man on the, on the socials this week, you have to throw in his theme song right here. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's going out. <laughs> All right. I'll have to uh, edit that one in and remember where it is. Hold on. Add a locator here. There we go. All right. No trudge watch this week, though. That's a bit No, tough. unfortunately. Yes. Anyway, um, we will move on to some Geelong players. So, Brad Close, uh, 87 points. Um, so, he's playing that higher half-forward role, 18 touches, five marks. 
Didn't kick a goal, but scored well. So perfectly viable F4, I think. Um, average 68 at the moment. We'll probably get that up to 70 by the back end of the season. So, yeah, he's not a bad one to own. And, you know, because he's pretty young, he's got a lot of potential going forward, especially with that ageing Geelong side. There's going to be a few people move out in the next few years. So he could be one that kind of takes the next step. Same with Maxi Holmes. I actually get these guys mixed up. I know one's 35 and one's nine and one's got sleeves. But I still get them mixed up in my head. Um, but yeah, 71 points. Um, another good game. He's playing on that wing a bit more. Um, Menegola went out early with concussion, so he kind of gave him a little bit of a bump, more extra time on that wing there. But he's starting to come good. Um, the issue is, I guess, he probably won't have forward status next season, which probably made him more valuable this season. I don't know. What do you guys... Do you think he makes that jump next season to be a 80 kind of averaging midfielder, winger type thing? Yeah, Kays and I are both Max Holmes truthers, so yeah. I'd be keen to hear Checker's thoughts because, yeah, I'm, I'm on board the Holmes train. I think you look at also the pathway for where... Because he's already had CBAs this year, so he's now playing on a wing role. Yeah. But the pathway for him to play inside, look at all the old players in that midfield. Like, I think similar to what you were saying with Richmond in terms of the next wave is coming pretty soon. Yeah, the next Holmes is, to me, the next guy that's going to go in there. So, are you yeah. keen on him? Yeah, I mean, they had, um trying to think of the guy, Constable, that was hyped up for ages. And he was probably a year or two too early. He should, yeah. Holmes was the perfect time. Now he's stuck the behind Stewie Dew. mentioned before, the rain. Brad Close. And someone said to me the other day, they're like, he might have been Louis, and he was like, Brad Close is playing 50 games in like a week's time. And he's like, he's almost played 50 games. And yeah, right. You yeah. feel like he's still like a second year player or a rookie mm-hmm. or something, but yeah. he's been a standout in Geelong side for like almost three years, played 50 games pretty much. He was much good all. on debut, wasn't he? And he's yeah, kind of just, yeah. and, just and gone And just somehow just yeah. under the radar, just played 50 games. And it, yeah. usually it's around that 50 game mark we see players start to really break out fantasy score wise. So, mm. yeah, I mean, he's snuck up on us a little bit. I, I would have thought in my head it's only his second year or, you know, he's. Yeah. Long, you're always focusing on the old guys and these young guys don't normally get a crack so for a kid to slide under the radar and have 50 games without me even realising so. yeah yeah, that's uh, wild it's going to be a gun too um, I think that's it from me so let's move on to uh, Dossie with Fremantle versus Sydney alrighty so Swans <laughs> Coming into um, a fair bit of... They're doing what they did last year. I don't know if you guys remember last year, the back six six games, like, they just kept being... Basically, all the Swans were in the top half of your fantasy list, like, hunt, so many tons. It's pretty much similar in this game now, and they did it, I think, last week as well. Basically, they were down at halftime, second half. They just go full possess the footy mode, and they're just chipping, chipping, chipping in defensive line. So, if you just look on paper, like... You might have a few guys on the waiver even um, this week that are swans, but beware. I don't know if this happens every single week, but if it does, far out, it's going to be juicy. Um, 138 marks to the Dockers 79. So that's a bashing on the mark department. Um, just looking at the player that I think, so there's a tip of the cap for a few of the defenders, like Rampy, we see pop up once in a while for some big mark games. Florent. I haven't seen too much I've liked out of him over the years, but he's he popped up for a nice game. And then Jake Lloyd, who Kays apparently thinks is no good anymore. <laughs> he's come on home like an absolute steam He's drain. had seven tons, I think, since Kays made the call <laughs> yeah. that he was done and you need to trade him out now while he had value. And 120 as well yeah. uh, in this game. But the guy that's uh, caught my eye, who I ruled out last week, I was like, nah, this is just a once-off and gave him the tip of the cap. But Robbie Fox... 113 points. He had 24 disposals and 13 marks. Um, he's playing in defence and looks to be best 22 in the at the moment for that this Swans outfit. And look, he's gone to the Jake Lloyd school of spread because he works so hard away from the contest. And I know he's always been one of the Swans' best runners. He always seems to either you know come top two in their time trial. 
Is he a guy that um, we could be looking at on the waiver? It's interesting because I watched him a few weeks ago and it was just one of those games where I think it was against... Who's one of the clubs that's real easy to score against for defenders? I can't remember who it was. Um, oh, it might have been Melbourne. I can't mm. remember who it was. But like... Where, where was it about three or four weeks yeah, ago? It was someone who scored. It was someone who like was generally scoring. We just put it down to that. We we're just like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's been a couple. Yeah, but yeah. I think he only he's actually only had one poor four, one yeah. poor performance in his last four games. And then each week we've kind of got yeah, Robbie Fox was good again. Yeah, like, so he's had, the yeah, the Saints. Thing. It was the Saints who Saints were the second was, best right. team to yeah. score against for defenders behind Melbourne. Yeah. So he had an awesome game there, and then they got beaten by Essendon. Yeah. And he scored poorly, which a lot yeah. of Swans did. So he's gone ninety four fifty one. 87 and 110 yeah. or 113 that you got on the weekend yeah. and it's like yeah he's massive yeah, I've, only, he's I've, only, I've only watched yeah. him like once in that last four weeks but like yeah we put it down to just playing St Kilda and yeah. it's like each week we keep mentioning him so yeah, there's something so, going on there. so I like obviously getting to watch this game I probably hadn't seen it as closely but yeah, yeah he, like I said his spread and his uh, his willingness to get that plus six just noted a slight bit of thirst from old Robbie Fox. Um, nice. So, yeah, definitely going under the radar. Maybe a guy that I think just go pick him up, see yeah, if it pays off because it could yeah. be one of these big payoffs. Um, noteworthy as well, Ryan Clark got the job on Jordan Clark. So, um, <laughs> tagged him right out of the game actually yeah, as no well. Sir. So, another scalp and... Just watch out for the Clark tag. Tag clearly horses are targeting those running defenders. So Jordan Dawson this week probably gets bit gets yeah the, gets after the, he uh, copped Finn McGuinness last week. Yeah, get a cop it so and week. then just look forward because you know captains coming yep. in and even you might I don't know who he's got coming up, but just look at his schedule. You know you might have to so loop so in Crows, GWS, North Melbourne, Collingwood, and St Kilda. So looking at GWS like. They got a few running, running defenders just, as well. I mean, Whitfield's yeah. not on the side currently, but it's yeah. tough. It's like I don't know if you'd be have the balls to like loop one of your stars, but yeah, just beware because it's it's a real tag and it's hard. Um, on the Freo side, I just had one big name, Heath Chapman, eighty four on his first return back from injury. A guy that I've been stashing on my bench through his whole injury. Um, just an interesting keeper prospect. He's obviously high on the keeper kind of prospect radar, but only to twenty years old, but. A guy that's had a few injuries early in his career has the bloody shoulders strapped up like Chris Judd already at 20 years old. And it's just one of those things where it's like, obviously, you're going to keep him, but I'm just like, I just hope he's not this Ryan Burton type keeper where you keep him for, you know, and you get an injury every single year out of him, you know, just hopefully we get a clean bill of health. But yeah, he's a hugely um, exciting keeper prospect. I'll move on again. Get yeah. my next game make, done. Make, wake up the next day. The yeah. Hawks versus the Coasters. So going from Saturday night to Sunday. How dusty were you Sunday morning, mate? You all good this no, week? No, I'm fine. Good. I've been yeah, I've been having no a, wool shed visit. No, nah, nah. having some quiet weekends in health, a row. Health kick. I like the body is feeling good for it. Life. You know, you know, Dossie's actually had a quiet weekend when his um, show notes are in when like on notes. Sunday night. <laughs> it's like got notes in the show it's like, holy yep. shit. <laughs> yep, and this was the week for it. But uh, <laughs> good signs as a Coasters fan. Um, we got the loss, so one one bit closer to getting that spoon for me. So that's what I've been. My goal as a Coasters fan, seeing North get the W. Big positive on the weekend because that spoon is within reach. Now, Jai Cully, 76 points on debut, the mid-season number one draftee. And what a debut it was. Uh, this guy loves a tackle. 11 tackles on debut with 12 touches. So, absolutely loves a tackle. Did you guys, anyone see this? No. Okay. No, yeah. So he's the stats. Everyone was talking about him. On yeah. Sunday, so he's a big boy. He's like one ninety something centimeters. Um, and yeah, he was mixing it with the big dogs, getting center bounce action early already, and probably the dude I would have thought, you know, just early days. Um, seven clearances. The dude I'd be like, he could be similar to is a bit like a Hugh Greenwood. 
just because we saw him get 12 touches. 11 of those were contested. So, um, the thing that he's got to work on, obviously, is going to be that uncontested game, which we've seen a guy like Hugh Greenwood basically just rely on contested pill. But awesome signs for a first game. Uh, very low time on ground to score is 76.66% uh, time on ground. So, Really great signs. Let's stash him away. He's going to get every single bit of opportunity over the next few years in this rebuild. Um, obviously, this guy's technically too good for the podcast because he's a regular fantasy name, but Alex Witherden, 107 points. He's back in the side this week. What Do, we, do you think he's in the best 22? Because I'm biased. I think he is, so but a lot of weird. Eagles fans aren't a fan. And, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, Bruce kicked four on him in the first half, finished with six. Uh, so, obviously, the defensive side of his games where it's probably lacking. I'm trying to think of a player that has done this in the past. I can't think of any player who comes into the side, scores a time, gets dropped, comes to the side, scores, scores mm. a time, gets dropped. Like He's obviously... Fiorini. <laughs> yeah, it's Fiorini or even Matt Crouch at the moment. But, jeez, Witherden. Every yeah. time he comes in, you whack him in your draft stars team or whatever because yep. you're like, this guy just genuinely tons up every he time he plays. He loves fantasy footy. Yep. Loves fantasy footy, but uh, doesn't love actual footy like people. I don't know. <laughs> the coach doesn't love his actual footy. That's the important thing. But. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I mean, he's so high on my defender power rankings going forward in a keeper league, but the problem is job security. It's like yeah. the weirdest thing. Like you say, there's not too many players I would have thought in the history. for Shannon Hearn to like, pull the pin yeah. yeah and it's game time but uh, whether or not he gets the contract is the problem did anyone see the the article about how they're going to give Josh Kennedy a farewell before the season like he won't play the last two games of the year or something no oh, really because uh, they, they play a home game like round 20 I think it is oh, and then they okay. might play away so they'll like that'll be Kennedy's farewell game they and, and there was also yeah. speculation whether they'd give Hearn as his farewell game and then just pull the pin early on those two. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I I saw that in the comments. The Hearn bit was all in the comments, being like they should give it to Hearn then as well and farewell two greats on the same day. At so you're saying stadium, me bringing in Alex Witherden in my classic team was actually a genius move? Well, I don't know. This was just a comment <laughs> comment thread on a on an article I saw. There was a West Coast article or something about. Kennedy's farewell because they want to put it out in advance. They're like, there's no promises he'll play. Whatever he gets injured, he doesn't. That could be a scoop for your draft for your keeper well, finals. Geez, yeah, Kays, grand Kays finals. Be, um, Kays be sweating uh, hearing that because he's already <laughs> yeah he's, he's got in he's got grand, yeah. yeah he's got Hearn, but he's already he's only like he can't even break. I can only just break like fifteen hundred in our league at the moment. And his players are dropping like flies. But with West Coast <laughs> and where they are in the ladder, yeah. and, you know, imagine golf, that they're not, they're not really yeah, playing that, for though. premiership points at the moment. So would they rather yeah. blood the kids in the last two rounds and give all these older guys a farewell game, Optus, and make it run? You know, all the fans happy. And yeah, yeah, like chair them off. I wouldn't that's be surprised. It. Wouldn't like, surprise to see. You can it. you can give them a farewell like show at the game and keep playing them for two more games. Like. You can, like, but yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I think bother. Kennedy's ready to pull the pin. <laughs> yeah. His body's sore, but they just wanted to play at home. Yeah, imagine no that, imagine that though. You hold out hope for a Hearn like a Shan, a Shan Hearn one fifty in the farewell, and it's like in round twenty. Yeah, and exactly. You don't get it in your granny. Well, it's happened before, so <laughs> might might help yeah. you get through to a um a prelim or something though. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Hawthorne side of things and Dylan Moore. Again, this guy's way too good this year, but it's just the role change. Yeah. 112 points. He's moved inside. So, last week he had 60%. 60% yep. What did he have this week? More? Uh, it would have been, I reckon, more this week. Let's Dylan, just have a quick a look. But Dylan Moore? Yeah, Dylan Moore. <laughs> no, no, sorry. That was a stupid um, joke I was making. Yeah, um, more than yeah 61%. So no, yeah. Around the same. But, yeah, yeah that's a yeah. role change. Look forward yeah. to that and your keepers going forward. The other two players, though, very keeper relevant. Josh Ward came out of nowhere for 133. Not out of nowhere. He's a high draft prospect that um, preseason was compared to two players, checkers. Zach Merritt, 
and Tom Mitchell. <laughs> so, <laughs> one thirty. That was from Cal Toomey. Uh, one thirty-three points. Ah, uh, gee, he's arrived on the scene, hasn't he? So, which is a very Zach Meriden, Tom Mitchell type score, isn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. And yeah. Junior Piglet, he, he had some monster monster games back in the day. And Tom Mitchell juniors. was nowhere to be seen in those centre bounce attendances as well. So interesting in that compar- comparison. Not hey, um, nowhere to be seen, but what, eleven, I huge, think it was huge. Was yeah. th- only like thirty yeah, percent compared to like off. yeah sixty week before. Um, actually, we had a question. We have a question come through okay. in the chat actually about Josh Ward, and it's kind of topical. So, um. Uh, Julian Major wants to know do I start Josh Ward in a crucial final match after his score this week he's got Hopper and Akers who he doesn't want to he's a bit nervous about fielding so I actually just wrote this down uh, before we've got against Ak- those two yes yeah. so got Akers- they have North yes that's what I mean they're <laughs> yes. playing against North Melbourne yeah, it's either Akers versus Richmond or Hopper versus Carlton I reckon you roll yep. the, I reckon you go I'd with go Ward. Josh Ward after that yep. um, versus North um, yeah he, he's what six clearances, twelve contested possessions, yeah. um, with the confidence like that, and coming to the end of the year, yeah, the rebuild, the rebuild, playing north as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Yep, lock there and load go, that. Joe. I reckon, um, especially like you know, Acres is still coming back off an injury as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, early days, definitely love that. Uh, Connor McDonald, the other high Hawks draft pick, scored ninety points. He's another guy that I I bloody love watching this guy play. Actually, he's uh, he's got something about him. Just um, a, again, a junior pedigree in that fantasy fantasy world but he hits all stat lines in this one 13 disposals five marks seven tackles a couple of goals uh he doesn't even have that super fantasy friendly role yet and he's still managing to score and he's a guy that they will eventually i think roll through that midfield as well so um i think he was a bit on the wing in this game and forward but if he gets a bit more center bounce rotations going forward as well, Connor McDonald and Josh Ward both going to be super relevant going forward. Ned Reeves, 83 points. I'm just giving him a tip of the cap because we know that Maxi Lynch is the number one ruck going forward for I've looked him. at this whole thing that you've written here and I know it's just to piss me off. <laughs> I'm a Ned Reeves truther. <laughs> uh, that being said, um, yeah, like he scored 83 points. They've got rucks versus West Coast is just the smash play. He's ahead forward. of the top five rucks on the breakout tracker right now. So... Mm. Righto. Uh, Finn McGuinness, 80 points. <laughs> Gave that a lot. He, he's in a tag and roll at the moment. He he clamped Tim Kelly to a shit score, and he's a guy also to try and avoid. Um, he's going to put a few clamps on throughout the year. Will Day, though, 47 points. Uh, Hef, you're the biggest Will Day fan out there. I love Will Day. He played forward in this uh, game. Yeah, saw bits and pieces. My notes are not a great year. I'm definitely buying low on this guy. And if he gets dropped in your pool, just draft him next year in that kind of mid-bracket because Will Day is like... I don't know. Those We've seen enough early days that he's he's a stud. Hypothetical. What if he plays enough time forward in the last five weeks to get forward status? Yeah, it's tough. Plays forward. You know, I mean, gets that's forward great. status next yeah. year, then goes back to a halfback flank wing next mm. season once he's had a full preseason under the belt, all that sort of stuff. Could be a blessing in disguise, really. Like, it's if just, he can do enough to yeah, get that forward status. It's just so weird because, like, the filthy scrim. Scrim score was a beast yeah. back there. And you got Sicily back there. Um, I'm not concerned. He with only played play. halfback when Sicily was injured, right? Or was that the year? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, in, or did he play alongside him for a year? Played alongside remember. him for, for a year, I reckon it was. Yeah. His day, but in 2020, I think it was. He was and then thrive when saying. he was out, though. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I can't remember. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. But, um, like, he was good in that one season anyway, regardless. I think just, yeah, like I said, didn't have, enough, didn't have a preseason. Didn't actually start running to a month into the season. Plus, he's then he's had suspensions. He's had COVID. He's had uh, little injuries. Like, I think he had sh- something else in there. Like, he just hasn't put together a consistent run. So, I'm not worried at all. I think 
playing him forward is probably just a way to keep him in the side at the moment, kind of being a bit underdone, that sort of stuff, mm. and keep him playing. And, yeah, hopefully he can do enough to get that forward status. I don't know if it will be. Uh, just on Finn McGuinness as well, listed as a forward um, in ultimate footy as well. So, um, yep. yeah, what, what if was going to be following some blokes around, yep. could get a few cuddles here and a few, you know, 80s like that. And yeah, Andy so what I was going to say, like I think I noted it here but didn't mention it, is that, like, if you look at look at who the tag target is for the opposition, like, okay, they've got North this week. Like, who's who? if they're going to use a tag, who are they going to tag? Junior. It's probably going to yeah. be a midfielder. Yeah, so, again, you yeah. might have a chance at um, – at chucking him and fielding him this week when it's a midfielder, but he's also tagged those defenders. So, like, yeah. if he's coming up against a defender, just don't bother. If there's fielding. a playmaker, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But those midfielders, yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on to Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Uh, another loss against a top four side, uh, which I think is now five <laughs> and, and twenty six. You were looking good for a bit there too. Five wins, twenty six losses. I think over the last five years now under Ken Hinckley. Good job there. Uh, but anyway, um, Tom Sparrow, uh, eighty seven points um, in the midfield with some uh, time up forward but I uh, had 18 CBAs for the game so he just probably had the biggest bump with Oliver being out so I reckon that's more of a tip of the cap performance than it is anything to read into but um, it's kind of good to just see that like if he could actually get like one of those kind of top three midfield spots he'd be scoring like this most likely but because there's just too many mouths in there he's just not going to get it for a while Cozzy Pickett, six goals for 82 points. That's enough said. Another tip of the cap for him. Just can't do enough to find the footy to actually score. Can put him through the big sticks, though, when he's on, though. Um, Luke Jackson, he had 78 points and only eight CBAs, but did a lot of rucking around the ground as well. It's just frustrating knowing how good he's going to be, but you need Gorn to go before that's actually going to happen. Or and it won't go be to West Coast. <laughs> yeah, or he gets traded. Yeah, but if he sticks around Melbourne, it's not going to be a couple Please of years until Gorn goes. So... Yeah, just right now, Gorn and Jackson are just screwing each other over fantasy-wise. And, like, everyone who owns Gorn has Jackson handcuffed. So, like, you can't put Jackson – the f- or you can probably put Jackson in four-line for a 70. You'd take that, but it's going to be robbing your ruck score from Gorn. So, I don't know. It's a bit it's a bit frustrating for owners, I think, right now. So, you hopefully, they either separate or they just play one or the other going forward. But, yeah, I don't like the odds for the latter. Anyway, hopefully, they just, he gets traded. Charlie Spargo, uh, 67 points. Uh, he's up on that wing again. So that's the only reason why I've kind of got this in there. I didn't watch him last week, but two weeks ago, or well, a few weeks ago, I noted he was up on the wing again as well. Just um, might be a good little streamer or a loophole option um, if you can grab him off the waivers. Um, just if you can, uh, you know, if you can score 67 against Port on a wing who are traditionally pretty, pretty scored, uh, hard score. Correct me if I'm wrong. I saw a bit of this game. Did not look like a ground for wingmen this because it, nah. um, it was played at uh, like... Where was it? Alice uh, Springs. Yeah, yeah, Alice Springs, yeah. yeah. And it, the ground was pretty pretty narrow, I think. And yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so he still, sco- still scored okay. But yeah, just the, my point is, like, if he can play on a wing and be lifted as a forward, he might get you a 70. No, I'm there, like, so. yeah, I'm all yeah. for that because yeah. I think the ground was definitely not for, yeah, yeah wingers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Willem Drew had 93 points, moving on to Port Adelaide now. Had some run with roles that kind of led him to the footy recently, but he kicked a goal this week um, too. So, I don't know. Did you guys think he, he's only averaging 73 this season, which is actually two points down in last season. Did you guys, Dossie, you were so big on him going to another level this year. Nah, I wasn't. Oh, I remember like, in the chat I saying- was I was not was, big on him. I just said- You were wrong said, about Drew or something like that. I said going forward, I just don't, you guys thought he was a dud and I'm like, I think he does have another level, but it's not till like the guys like <laughs> Bo can stuff around the picture. Yeah, m- maybe. Which I don't could know. could be another couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I just, I still think he's got a ceiling going forward. I don't think it's, you know, I think now. since this year though, we've just seen Rosie kind of move in there. It was just putting back another rung like yeah. over, like, over last year as well. It's like, I, yeah, like, I just don't see where more points come for him. That's all. Like he's just so up and down as well, which doesn't really help. But yeah, Willem Drew, good 
good score. Tip of the cap, I guess, for him as well. But this guy's I'm actually excited about. Yeah. Is Miles Bergman. So, 83 points this week. He's got that wing role locked up, I reckon. Um, and I think you should expect less competition next year. I think I've mentioned this a few times, but I would not be surprised if we trade a few of those wingers. And Amon's yeah, basically Carl's, gone. Carl's so. out the door. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wouldn't just, be surprised I just didn't, if I never well. understood why he hasn't played this year. He looked like their best prospect last year, and then he's barely played. Yeah. Didn't he have an injury? He had shoulder surgery pre-season, pre-season yeah. but um, he was like- around, around four and would say- a fair bit of sample. Yeah, maybe he just missed a bit of pre-season. But um, now he's back in, I reckon he's here to stay, so he's carving it up at the moment. So grab him off your waiver-wise if he's there. Huge breakout um, next year too, oh, yeah, third-year breakout. Yeah. Monster. Yeah, like playing a wing role, I don't know how like massive he goes. But he goes like, massive. Okay. He goes okay. massive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he should be an 80 plus average next year if he can uh, if he can maintain that role. Um, Charlie Dixon uh, and Jeremy Finlayson, just keep streaming those. So Lysett had an infection in his shoulder and I uh, did a sneaky uh, look at the Instagram, still in hospital. So um, post and stories. Where's the Collarbone. They reckon, no, they said he could be back in one week. Yeah, I saw last that. Last weekend. Yeah, yeah so okay. come back Yeah, so he might be. So. Oh, I've still got him in Classic too. That'd be handy. Yeah. Um, I didn't see if any more news on that, but it was last week they said Tico was meant to be wiped out for the year and then they were like, he could be back in one week, okay. maybe two. There we go. But yeah, I reckon yeah, while, while they're not playing an actual Rutman, keep streaming those guys because they're going to keep going. So it might be another week of them at least anyway. Um, now, Zach Butters, 72 points. 2G4P, obviously, but only four CBAs for the game after having zero last week on return. He was down back for a little bit of this game. So let's just monitor this because I'm not really sure. I don't know, it was weird. I'm not sure, like, cause I couldn't, I found it really hard to kind of monitor his starting position, but I did notice he got a lot of t- touches across half back and then he wasn't like really running back up the ground after that either. So yeah, just monitor that. There might be a little role change there. I don't know how long it will last, but just have an eye, keep an eye on it. Anyways, we'll move on to the last game of the round, Essendon versus Gold Coast. That's on you, Dossie. Okie dokie. And uh, it's time to sack Stewie Dew after that uh, <laughs> re-signing for two years. Time to bring in Charlie Constable, who had a monstrous game in the VFL. Time to promote Fairuni from just the 60% tog actually into inside midfield and actually win a few games. Stewie, that's a big L. Big fat L on the resume. All right. Uh, the Bombers are back, though, for Ks. And uh, they're starting to actually play some good footy. I think they've won, what? It's like four out of the last five or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, doing pretty well. So back to those signs last year we saw of them actually being an actually okay football club. Sammy Draper though, mate. And you'd be a big fan, Hef. Uh, Checkers, sorry, of this with that, uh, that hairdo, yeah, mate. Got the uh, <laughs> rocking the, rock the Sammy Draper haircut there. Um Look, the big fella's a rare unit, but uh, 13 disposals, two snags. Did you guys see the goal that's been going oh, everywhere? Yes, the same goal of the year, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, look, he, that was a momentum-changing goal too. Um, if you're watching the game, um, Gold Coast were coming back a little bit in that last quarter, though. They started to pile on a couple of goals, and then Sammy D just comes out of the midfield, rucked up to himself, does the little pirouette and snags that, uh, gave that game. Gave off as well. Yep, yeah, fend off. And then did you guys see when it goes to the bench uh, – Ben Rutten standing there and you can just see him visibly say fuck off <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. good just on uh, just on Sammy Draper I've been noticing um, a lot of uh, Sam Draper merch around at games recently and things like that oh, and, right. uh, I think they're produced by the Carlton Draft the Sammy oh, Draper okay. t-shirts yeah. and uh, might have to, might have there's just some. a few Carlton Draft shirts in this room I've just noticed that's all there are so. yes I've got a just a, a mirror over here for <laughs> for checkers to look into with his beautiful face uh Drinking down some milk, as as is tradition. Checkers, what do you got? Yours. Uh, Gil, please kick a torp. <laughs> oh, I'll see if I get that on the camera. There we go. 
Nice. <laughs> it's fresh, fresh off the print. It only went up last week. So now you've been campaigning for Gil to kick a talk with you all season. Yeah, we're about to ramp it back up. We've had a few things on recently, but the next big campaign is <laughs> Gillen. We're coming to give you one farewell. You know, they give the players a farewell lap of the MCG. Give a farewell on talk. Grand Fondo. Gil's going to kick his farewell talk. All right, let's see, let's get bit like listeners tagging Gillen. I don't know where you can actually tag him. <laughs> you got his email address? Hey, um, someone sent us his mailing address the other day. They're like, hey, don't tell anyone, but this is, this is his house if you want to send him something. And I was I like, just go there and kick a torp over yeah. it. Yeah, and then <laughs> another, guy, another guy said his kid plays under eights here every Sunday morning if you want to go down and wait for him at the Oval. Oh, oh, I was like, it's getting a bit creepy. Like, yeah. fucking, there's people over in Melbourne that know too much. Like, yeah, anyway, let's, uh, yeah. let's move on. Think Mac will be the next player on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Sammy D though, as a as a prospect, um, look, he's just coming to his own, so it might be might be one to watch in your keeper leagues as a real breakout in the next couple of years. He's, he's the future of Essendon. Like, yeah, the and the fans love him, the players yeah. love him, the coach loves him. You know, he's going to be their number one ruckman for the next five six years. So and he's the future of Essendon. Mm. So they're going to put all their eggs in his basket. So I think so, and they've still got Phillips bloody running dual ruck with him at the moment. So only time will tell before he goes big. <laughs> Matt Guelphy, I just gave a tip of the cap, 95 points. He laid 10 tackles playing uh, in a forward role. That's not sustainable. He had a pretty good score last week, but it was doing it a different way. So good on you, Guelphy, for a nice out-of-the-box performance. Peter Wright, 77 points, and he's too good for the podcast. Yeah, it's too jam. He's it's too fine. good. Yeah. Um, I just I pointed out to you guys last week, it was after the show, though. I think he's on a run of like, i got to check this out. He's on a massive run of going 100% tog for weeks and weeks now old Peter Wright and putting up some monster scores of scores but uh, monster scores of scores monster big scores um, let's look up Peter Wright quickly sorry to do some dead air on you here Hef but uh, he has played a run far out since round six he hasn't come off the ground <laughs> jeez 100% tog every week and before that it was 90 plus so the man is an iron man and uh, yeah good on you Peter Wright you're too good for the podcast Andy McGrath 102 points. Just worth mentioning, he'll have defensive status next year. So, he's a guy that you can um, bank in for that defensive status. They've moved him well and truly out of the midfield now, and he's just commanding some some attention down back. Um, Going to get that defensive status. Good good signs. Jai Caldwell, 76 points. Uh, again, was the leader for centre bounce attendances, I think, given or maybe second behind um, Merritt. But he's getting huge numbers without Parrish. But interestingly enough, he's moved into that tagging role. Yeah. So. Um, this week he he went into went to Took Miller. The week before it was uh, who did he shut down? Lockie Neal. Yeah, it was so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're using him in that sort of role, and it's just gonna be interesting what role he plays when Parrish gets back. What do you think he plays? Checkers. Yeah, do I mean, Shil, Shil, Dylan Shields picked up like he's uh, killing Parrish's it, yeah. role. I feel if anything, I feel like yeah, Cold, Coldwell should definitely keep tagging. He's do, did a good job on Neal. I mean, pretty hard to shut down Miller. He's probably mm. one of the hardest ones to shut down. I think Coldwell. Just can offer more than that, though. Like, if he, in the future, like you know, maybe yeah. maybe it's just like for you know, as a young player, just they got so many mouths to feed, and it's the problem. When somebody needs to go, didn't you say last when, pod you're on Dylan Shield might be on the outer? Well, yeah, it was uh, that time of the year. He hadn't done any good scores. That was a game yeah, playing yeah. score. He had like a forty point yeah. first quarter, and then went to nothing after that. But maybe then he went on a bit of a run because Parrish got the injury and Parrish out of the yeah, side. It's been so dominating yeah. lately, but still, I mean. 
there was all the knock on him that he's not a two way runner and he might go to Port were looking at him and a few other teams were looking at him. Yeah. So. There's been there's been a few buy lows in your keepers this year, but uh Dylan Shield, if you manage to pull off a trade for him, he's gotta be one of the better ones where like if I you don't bought know him if he's secured a spot S in the next year though. Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of mouths to feed, Ben Hobbs and yeah. Nick Martin and all these young mm. young kids coming through and Dylan Shield's probably coming towards the back end of his career now and Point, he's yeah. not a two-way runner and he's not doing those things. Yeah, Jack yeah. Lacocious, 93 sons. points. Now, I know you back in the day had yourself an interview with the great man. Uh, <laughs> you know him a little bit, yeah, Lacocious. I but grew up playing junior cricket with Jack. So, But he had an awesome game playing back in defence where he belongs. This is where you need him. Yeah. Uh, 93, yeah, as I said, 93 points. But yeah, I've been, as you know, Hef, I've been big on buying low on him. I had him super high in my rankings in defence, even though there was talk of him playing forward. I just think long term, he's such a fantasy prospect because... He's got that elite peg, as you would know, checkers and like just the way he uses the ball. They're going to want the ball in his hands all the time. Before when you mentioned, it was Will Day you brought up and I thought in my head, I saw an article being like, Will Day is too good a player for Sam Mitchell not to find his best footy. So yeah. like, he's not playing in his best spot at the moment. He's playing up forward. But it's like Sam Mitchell will put Will Day in his best great position call. because great he's call. such yep. a great user of the ball and he's got, you know, Jack LaCoach is the same they yeah. played him up forward at the start of the year and obviously they're trying a few things and they will do that with young kids especially young tools they always shop them around try to teach them a bit of the game and see if they you know maybe excel yeah. up somewhere but his best footy is that elite ball use so they're gonna have to find you know with Suns long term they're gonna be like we need this guy's yeah. leg off our half back and the difference is I think at the start of the year as well they didn't probably know what they had with Chol and Casbolt to start yeah, with. Yeah. Like, and with so, King coming and back. With King year. coming back, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, he, he's he's good. They will and, find um, his best footy. There's, yeah. he's too, his kicking accuracy is too good to not use. Like, so Stewie Jew will have to find that 25 Daniel Rich type role off the yeah. halfback flank for him. Love it. And that's probably another good point too, why you should buy low on Will Day. Uh, Jack Bowes, 40 points on the other side of things, uh, not doing too great. He, he turned up last week but fell back to earth. Where do you sit on him as a keeper? Um, he's, he's a tough one. He's probably where Guy put him back after this year, especially in Ali when we keep 16, yep. like just with the injuries and yeah, up and down scoring battle. Like I think even, even though he was injured, like, sorry, even though he was injured, he came back. He still took him a long time to get back into the side as well because he's playing a lot of twos in there as well. So that doesn't yep. fill me with a lot of hope as well. He kind of only got back in through necessity with a whole bunch of players going mm. down. So, um, yeah, no, I'm probably putting him back this year. Well, if you're doing well in VFL at the Suns, you're probably a top-level <laughs> AFL player just waiting to happen. So just trade low, trade low, all the AFL clubs trying to get your Fiorini's and the next Will Brody. Uh, talking of... Talking of the great man, 67 points in Wouldn't 65 be a segment percent chat. time on ground. Get this guy out of the suns. There's um, an essay here on fear any. You know what? I'm, yeah, well, I won't go through it. Um, okay. <laughs> but I'm so pissed Charlie Constable got trapped into here as well. It's like he, him and Fiorini are like two of my favourite midfield prospects and Constable goes right into the Stewie Jew graveyard <laughs> of guys like Will Brody that were just stuck there for years. It's like- I'm pretty sure Constable signed a two-year deal as well. So, unless he finds his way out as well, we've got two fantasy potential 110ers stuck in the VFL. And uh, what you, I've just, you watch, Fiorini will get dropped because Stewie Jew lost another game. You watch. 
It's all right. You'll get traded to West Coast next year and all will be good for you, Dossie. All <laughs> right. So. Uh, that so. concludes the Round Rewind. Uh, if you appreciate the work we do each week, bringing you the Round Rewind, analysing all the games, finding you all the Keeper League worthy players, uh, please consider signing up uh, as a member and supporting the podcast. Keep this thing running. Basically, if we don't have members, we don't keep this podcast going each week. We wouldn't have the time. So, um, yeah, if you do sign up and support us, we'll support you back by giving you um, weekly CBA analysis numbers, kicking an analysis numbers, uh, scores for and against, projections, breakout tracker, access to the pod pod, much, much more in there as well. So links in the description below if you do want to sign up or head to keeperleaguepod.com.au and click on the membership button. But each week we read out 10 gold members. Dossie, you got the gold members up in front of you? Let me have a look. We got Gavin Tompskin. Have you written that correctly? I've just copied and pasted out of this. He may, he may have had a bit of a Keith board Gavin slip. Thompson will say. The K is next to the O. Jugsy so, Hagler. Yeah. Jack Taholke, Mark Barber, Lindsay Blair, George Danatsis, 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 Stephen Summers, Xavier Kistanino, Mitch Grivens, Callum Harkins, Alex Streckbin. I know Alex Streckbin. Um, Jeremy Paris, uh, Simon Ezekiel, 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 Bryce <laughs> Archer, and Thomas Plunkett. <laughs> did you just choose? That is a yeah. very hard list of names. <laughs> I'll give you that right now. I was like, thank God, I did actually, not get sent that one. This is actually a joke list. Uh, here's the real list. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, good work, Dossie. That was hard to get through. Anyways, uh, no trudge watch this week, but uh, yeah, surely there'll be some next week. I actually don't know why I didn't. We're going to find so, out. Yeah, yeah we'll, probably a suspension I'll, for a very I'll hard him, tackle uh, and doing I'll send all him a message on Instagram now that we're friends and find out for us. Anyway. Let's move on to the listener questions. First question of the night comes from at Ninja Spoon One. Uh, which post buys player has been your best waiver wire pickup? Um, for me, it's been Kadeen Coleman. I don't actually, we don't actually play waivers, but in one of my leagues, we have a mid-season. Um, we do have an ad drop, like a waiver ad drop pickup. We can pay, take one. It goes in uh, ladder order. And yeah, Kadeen Coleman was the player available for me. And that was actually like the third to last pick in the draft. So did pretty well there. Worked a treat for what you. about you guys? Any good waiver pickups? I want to say, I can't remember if it was just before the buy or after, but um, still side bottom because yeah. we, we've got short benches. He dropped to the to the waiver and snapped him up. wasn't wasn't actually expecting a, a, this much of a bounce back, but he's been on my field for the last yeah fair while carving up. Do you pick up uh, anyone, chickens? Yeah, it's been like I'm in the same league as Dossie, and it's pretty grim. The waiver's very hard to pick up at the moment. But I got Steve May uh, a couple weeks ago when I had Harry Perriman go down with his injury. So it was quite a like-for-like time scoring. He's, I think he's averaging 80 on his last four, so that's probably my best one. But there's not a lot going in our waiver. So Yeah, it's always the way, isn't it? It's a, it's a barren land, the old waiver port this time of year. Um, at Ruxon-esque, um, he's got two questions here. Um, points or percentage for ladder position? So he's in a points-based league, and it's crazy how close the league is on points in this late in the season. I'm definitely... Um, points based over percentage because like if you have a team that like just doesn't give a shit and doesn't set their lineups and stuff like that and then they do it one week then the other person doesn't get the percentage boost whereas points you can actually like at least that's what your team scored each week and you can get yeah. from there um, I've been a points advocate and uh, before the season and stuff but the other week check is when I um, 
technically would have hit top if it was percentage based. I might have changed my opinion for that <laughs> one. Classic. For that one week, I was sitting second just based on just missed out on points, and I would have had that glory for one week. So, oh, well. uh, but yeah, points definitely. All right, mate. You'll make it up in finals. Doesn't matter. Ladder positions don't matter on grand final day. That's right. That's right. Uh, at Chris with a bunch of numbers. Um, single season. Oh, sorry. Rocknets had another name. Sorry. Coming to the finals, is GWS uh, drop in player scores a concern? So he had Green, Ash, and Hogan. I think playing Port Adelaide last week was quite tough. I and then playing. And I was a bit confused because Jesse Hogan. In his last few, 71, 89, yeah. 110, 93, had a 59 on the weekend. But yes, he was up against like a Lear Lear. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, who did Jimmy have on the weekend? It was uh, uh, Brisbane. Brisbane. So he had Harris yeah. Andrews on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he yeah. had a 93 Match on based. a Lear and uh, Jonas. So yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's of any concern. They had they, they lost on the weekend. Yeah. Who cares? It could be a bounce back next week. Yeah, correct. Like, so, and some people like went up and down. And like the week before, I think yeah, like, they played Port, who are notoriously hard to score against. Yeah. So like, yeah, no, nah, it's just matchup based, I think, more than anything. Don't stress there. Um, at Chris, wait, Tom Green, Tom Green and Ash though. I mean, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking Toby Green actually. But, was uh, it Toby Tom Green, Green scored well on the weekend? No, nah, it's Tom Green. It's Tom Green. Yeah, yeah, Tom Green. Um, yeah. Is that well, a concern with the amount of mouths to feed? I think he Josh eventually Kelly makes his way back. Going to miss in, the concussion this week? Is that a? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's so confirmed. He might be right out, there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right there with the midfielders though, because a lot of those midfielders that were playing forward have come back into the team. Come as back well. in. Yeah, yeah, but he's saying GWS is drop in general like so I don't know I don't think there has really been too much of a general Tom Green drop. 20% centre bounce on the weekend yeah, yeah. down down um, at Chris uh, yeah single season league three waivers remaining worth trading in red dots for the finals to get the best loophole scores possible I reckon if you can stash players for finals do it like if you if it's not going to fetch your ladder position or like you've, you're pretty you're pretty kind of you can back in a few players and you're pretty confident that you're going to get to the spot you want to be I'm all for just stashing a few red dots on the bench just to have them come back in finals. I'd be very nervous. Gee, that's tough. COVID, Three waves remaining. No, nah, no way. No way. No, you oh, can't. I guess it depends. That, oh, I'm thinking about my league where the where the um, the benches are quite deep. So, like, if yeah, it doesn't really matter too much. But yeah, I don't know. We um, get that time of the year where we see like new coaches come in. Obviously, they might drop the old guys, play the kids. There's such a shuffle in yeah. some teams out there. Yeah, and we just had all these health and safety protocol outs. Like Brisbane had what like eight or nine hours yeah. last week. And I guess my example was a few years ago. I picked up Michael Barlow off the waivers, just kind of thinking he'd get a comeback game, and held him, held him, held him. Came back right on finals. I think it was the last three rounds and put up 300 plus scores for me. So things like that have done well in the past for me. But I guess it depends on the depth of your bench and how well your team's traveling. Like, because I think in that league, I was either first or second and couldn't be knocked out of that spot as well. So, but he's talking yeah. about dudes that aren't going to play, right? I think he means holding him because he's like, and if he's locked to in get the oh, best. Sorry, he just want, oh, sorry, I get yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, otherwise, I'm all for it, man. Oh, <laughs> like sorry. a Hanabry or something. Yeah, like, so he, he, just wants, he just wants loophole options. Oh no, absolutely not. Then no, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I yeah just in the times. Yeah, I get you. Just speaking on that randomly, Hannah's had a good game in the on the weekend for your VFL, your Saints, mate. Is he a cheeky option? <laughs> could he, could they need? They probably I mean, need a little bit of firepower. But yeah, I feel like Hannah's would need two games in the VFL, surely. The way he's been going with his fitness and stuff would mm. be pretty risky. If he does so. put in another big performance, though. I chance? shouldn't have told you, mate. You're in my league. Uh, I'm I wouldn't be picking up Hannah. <laughs> uh, at Ranger J87. Uh, hey, gents. Sam Reed almost cost me the win this week with his season like 37. Is he likely to be a once-off and worth a hold through the finals? Or has Hickey damaged his worth? I think he was only good the week before because Laddams went down. He's had a few good games as... I think his best games have actually been when Ruckman have gone down. I don't think he's actually scored that well when he's been playing with someone. So I would not be relying on Sam Reid is what I'm trying to say. You guys obviously agree. Yeah, he, he destroyed Tenglish the week before. This was Shawnee Dars, I yeah, think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Tenglish is a bit different. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he had like twenty six hit outs against Tenglish. Probably, yeah, I think. but again, that was with Laddams getting injured, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. So you yeah. say number one. Mm. Yeah, and then they had they have a Marty back in the side at the moment too, don't they? Yeah, they He'd do. Roll through there a bit too, I assume. Anyway, I, I, I didn't watch. Did. I didn't watch the game, but yeah. Um, at Willie nineteen ninety eight, uh, would you trade Himmelberg um, and Dacos, Nick Dacos, for Neil no. and Young? Currently <laughs> out of contention this year, and wants to get full value out of Neil, so he's actually trading. Neil for Dacos. Oh wait, wait! You're you're getting Dacos in. Yeah, I think he, the way he phrased it sounded like doing it the other way. But yeah, he's, he wants to get full value for Neil, so I guess he's getting Dacos in. With oh him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything getting Nick Dacos in right now is like, yep. Yeah. See, like you've got you've got Young, who's like, is that Hayden Young? I'm yeah, I'm assuming yeah. Hayden Young. So like, you'll have him, but like as a defender, you know, what's his ceiling? Ninety Dacos equals yes. Yeah, and then Dacos, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I can see, I can understand why you'd be tentative to want to do it, but you've got Neil, who's twenty nine. And, like, you've got Himmelberg who could change his, like, position in a heartbeat, like, you know, as of next year. So, it's basically day cost for Young. That's what the, the trade comes down to. The dude's getting 40 and three goals, yeah. not even getting a set yeah. of bounce. It's obviously day cost. It's <laughs> dude, obviously it's day gonna, cost. He's going to be, like, wild. And like you said, Neil, 29. And yeah. we've already seen, like, back issues and complaints. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a guy who's going to play yeah. into his deep 30s. Like, like, I can understand the kind of tentativeness to do it, but just do it. Because, yeah, get day cost in. Yeah. Um, Jim Bob Holder, um, I'm in a 15-man league and I have an aging squad. I've just traded my next year's round one pick and Taron Thomas for Matt Crouch. Um, who don't think I can win the granny this year, but I'm in the finals. What have you done this trade? I would have done, I would, I would take round one pick and Taron Thomas if that's what you got. It's hard to kind of... Wait, he, he traded he them. Traded he them. Matt Crouch nah, back. I'd be taking round one pick and Thomas. That's what I said, yeah. Like, whoever would... Yeah. Whoever but get, is your round one pick just a re, redraft? Like, it might not be... Yeah, true. But even so, you're going to get the best young player out of that one. Yeah. Um, it really like, it depends so much on where Crouch lands. Matt too. Crouch like, at, a, at a right, I mean, even Matt yeah. Crouch in the Crow side should be 100 averaging mid if he gets a gig. Yeah, I, mean, it's just, it's finished, I don't trust him. Where does he? Where does he? He's not damaging enough for yeah. anyone to really want to put the ball. We're in just seeing someone like Tom Mitchell get um, you know marginalised at Hawthorne this year. Whether that's just because they're rebuilding or not, but yeah, Crouch is kind of like Tom Mitchell light. You know, yeah. yeah he's only 26 or 20, 27 next year. Mm. So. Where yeah. does he go, though? That's St. Kilda, yeah. please. I'm happy with the Saints. Saints. <laughs> anyway, go with your brother. Uh, Joshua Little. Uh, hi, lads. So, the other week, I traded Joshua Shelley for Ben Hobbs. What's your thoughts? Was that a win? Um, I think short-term Hobbs is the winner, obviously, but long-term, I think they're both going to be good, so it doesn't really matter. I think they're both very good options. Agree? Yeah, Flip it's too point. early to call that one. Yeah, really. yeah. Um, Rochelle will always keep his forward status, I believe. I think he'll yeah. always have some forward element. That might have the edge there then. Might have the edge, but it depends whether he's like Hobbs, you see, as Toby Green up forwards is only averaging like 80. So is he going to be 100 averaging forward and 80? It's too early, way too early to call I think Rochelle plays most in mid, to be honest. Yeah, but I think he keeps forward status though. He plays he's 35%. He's damaging enough forwards. up forward to yeah, still play fair. forward. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, Matt Roach, uh, will Himmelberg, Gresham and Stevenson hold forward status for next year? Uh, Himmelberg, probably. Like, played enough of the season up forward. Probably get back forward next year. Um, Stevenson depends on the last Actually, Himmelberg month. still goes up forward for like a quarter and things like that yeah. as well. So, nah, so Himmelberg yeah. won't, surely. You don't reckon? Nah, he'll just be a defender. Gresh won't, I don't think Gresh, Gresh, I think, potentially will. He, didn't play, he played full midfield on the weekend. He did, but that was Ro- Seb Ross was out. He he kind of mixes it. It's like I don't know. In this back, after the back, buys, he's been, like, yeah. After the buys, though, he he's been like until this week, he's been less and less midfield. Gresh. Yeah, like last week he had a fifty-four or something like that. Yeah. Barely went in there. Um, and Stevenson's going to be defended by the looks. So he's played no forward this year, really, has he? Because he's been on the wing. 
Uh, he played a little bit. He's he, No, nah, he has yeah. played a little bit of forward, yeah, yeah. but I think he okay. depends on this last month for him. Um, and then another one from Richard Elliott, a similar type question. Does Bailey Smith, uh, Horn Francis, retain forward status next year? So probably n- no. Horn Francis would, wouldn't he? Because he played too much mid. Is he playing mid? The thing is, back? like, it's, it's so weird because, like, what happens is, like, mid-season, mid-season changes, like the position changes, are far more lenient than the beginning of the year ones. Like, mm. it's only a six-week period you have to do things for. They look – the end of the season, it goes whatever the champion data classification of that player is. So mm. it's yeah, it's a bit weird. So I basically, thought, um, basically needs to play thirty five percent of the forward for the season to actually get forward status. But really. Horn France has only had forty percent centre bounces this year. Yeah, and only in the twenties in the last. He's playing on the wing for a bit as well. Yeah, yeah and then, only had fifteen percent. on the But then you got to factor in how many how many times he's on the bench for ball ups as well. And CBAs aren't always gotcha. like the Beal and yeah. Endorf too. Like it's. Yeah. I think he gets it next year. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. Maybe because I think or- based on the well, weekend, Tom Powell got it the year before <laughs> on the back of that. <laughs> what so. was that Check. At, at Port Adelaide? Or- <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably won't be at North Melbourne. Um, Marcus Williams, uh, Himmelberg F1 for the rest of the year. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Nah. You know, reckon he just dished out a massive monster score. He's kind of like huge. He's crazy. Yeah, but what F1? Like as in like for of- his for his team. Like, you know, like that kind of area, like top oh, 10, his top team. 10 forward, Yeah, top but 10, it, yeah. surely he means, is he the best forward for the rest of the year? No, I think, I think he just means like the top 10 tier forward for the rest of the year. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Julian Major, well, we already did that one because he wrote in before. Cool. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Checkers, you got anything you want to plug? Any Twitter handles, any oh, sorry, oh. Instagram handles, any events? Just stay tuned to Dossie's Instagram. You might see some photos of the wolf shed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a photo on my gram. <laughs> Dossie put one up. Dossie's got uh, Thursday and Friday off this week, I reckon. So oh, could be could be a big one. Going to the uh, the uh, AFL Fantasy Live show. That's right. Highway, so if anyone's there uh, in Adelaide, come say good day. We'll be there. Um, yeah, I reckon that's it. Cool. And get Sounds around. good. At Marmalade underscore Oz on TikTok because I know a lot of our listeners are on TikTok. They're of that age demographic. But anyway, um, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok for us. So it's at Keeper League Pod. Uh, make sure you go to manscaped.com and use the code Keeper20. Get 20% off and free shipping. Also, um, sign up as a member if you wish to support the podcast as well. There's a link in the description below. That'll do it for this week, and we'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye. <laughs>